Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey, everybody, it's Eric J. Olson, and I'm coming at you live with another live episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. On the Managing Partners Podcast, we interview America's top lawyers to see what they are doing to grow their law firms and to keep their case pipeline full. And today, all the way from Tennessee, I have Lindley Richter. Hey, Lindley, how you doing? Eric, doing good, man. Good to good to talk to you. Likewise, I appreciate you making the time. Thanks. Sure. So Lindley is a divorce and mediation attorney out of Tennessee. Do you cover the entire state of Tennessee? Well, right now I'm covering about half the state. My main office is in Memphis. I opened an office in Middle Tennessee, actually in Franklin, Tennessee, uh, within the last couple of months. So I'm I'm branching out toward Middle Tennessee, and that's where I grew up. So I'm kind of comfortable here in Middle Tennessee. To, uh, but that's about half the state is what I cover. Good for you. That is that's impressive, especially you know there's a lot going on in the world, the United States, COVID, all that stuff. So to open a second office now is is impressive. So congratulations on that. Thank you. So if, if you would, can, can you give us a little more background on you, your firm, the kinds of cases and clients that you work with? Sure. I'll be glad to. Um, I started practicing in 1992, which tells you how old I am. Um, so I've been practicing almost 30 years. Uh, when I started out, I started working for a lawyer named Seymour Rosenberg in Memphis, who was a quite a character. It looks like, looked like Danny DeVito and smoked a cigar that was about a foot long. But uh, I started I started clerking for him when I was in my second year of law school and continued to work for him for about 10 years. And then I went out on my own and uh, I learned a lot from him, a whole lot. I owe him a lot for that. Uh, He, uh, interestingly enough, when I started working for him about a week after I started working, he got served with divorce papers and he kind of went into a little bit of a spiral. And so as a law clerk, uh, the secretary and I began to kind of take over the cases and I learned a whole lot. It was almost trial by fire at that point. And so uh, I really learned a lot about practicing law. I've been practicing in the area of domestic law only for about 10 years. And before that, I did criminal, personal injury, workers' compensation, and divorce and family law. But I've changed my practice and I concentrate only on family law cases now, which would include divorce, child custody, child support. Uh, adoptions, uh, things like that. So uh, that's the focus of my practice. And uh, I've been doing that now for about 10 years exclusively. And uh, like I said, I opened an office in Middle Tennessee uh, just a couple of months ago and uh, starting to to market here. Hadn't done much in the way of marketing here, but have a pretty good marketing uh, foundation in uh, in Memphis, uh, which is where I had been for almost 30 years, like I say. Oh, so yeah, that's, yeah. Um, that's the primary primary focus of my practice, family law. Excellent. Yeah. And I, uh, it's my understanding that uh, family lawyers are doing uh, pretty well these days. There's, there's a lot a lot to be covering, right? Yeah, th- there is. You know, it's funny. People, uh, people ask me if I got a stimulus check and my response is I got about 150 stimulus checks. Everybody that got a stimulus check, I think, went and hired their divorce attorney. <laughs> uh, and, and so I got a lot of stimulus checks. But yeah, business was, was relatively good. It actually had a little bit of an uptick during the last year and a half from the previous uh, couple of years. So uh, it was kind of interesting. I, I wouldn't have expected that at the beginning of the pandemic, but uh, but it turned out that way. And I know a lot of other lawyers have had the same experience at practice in divorce. And, and it's interesting, the courts have really adapted to the new system. In Memphis, 
everything pretty much is by Zoom. So I've tried a number of cases over the last uh, year and a half by Zoom, and I've gotten uh, gotten used to doing that. But it's been it's been interesting. You know, as an older lawyer, we like to bang on tables and throw yeah. our arms around and do things like that. And we're kind of muted when we uh, when we do it by Zoom. We just can't do that. So, but I've gotten used to it and actually enjoy uh, doing cases by Zoom and and think that's probably what's going to happen in the future with a lot of a lot of different cases. Oh, is that right? See, I, I was thinking that uh, as the pandemic kind of like goes into history, if you will, that the courts would kind of go Go back to normal now granted these zoom depositions and trials are convenient but it seems like i would think that the judges would want some normalcy to be returned to their courtrooms yeah and i, and I think a lot of the trials especially jury trials are going to have to be live but uh, you know we have status conferences we have motions uh you know and a lot of the federal courts did away with oral arguments on motions years ago in state court here in tennessee most uh most courts have a motion docket uh, in shelby county it's on friday morning morning, I think in Davidson County, the same thing. So, um, you know, motions now are being still being handled by Zoom. And then the interesting thing is child support cases uh, in juvenile court in Shelby County are going to, I understand, continue to be by Zoom. And they've actually had an incredible increase in the number of people that show up on Zoom as opposed to the people that would show up in person. And I've talked to some of the child support judges and, uh, you know, they think it's because people couldn't find daycare to, to keep their kids when they had court and so, or they were working and couldn't take off. And so they just ended up missing court. And wow. with it being by Zoom, it's a lot easier just to log in. Everybody's got a phone now, smartphone. Mm-hmm. So it just makes it easier. And so the uh, there's a, a huge increase in the number of people that are actually participating after the pandemic than before the pandemic. So I think we're going to continue to see Zoom on child support cases. Well, that's good. We have a couple of comments already. So we have first Kevin Daisy, who is the other host of the Managing Partners podcast. We alternate episodes. Congrats on the new office. I agree. That, Thank you. That's, that's really impressive. And then Keith, you have a fan here. Keith Robinson says, I'm loving these Facebook lives. And I think it's all because of you. So. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, that's great. Well, hey, um, you know, one of the things, uh, like I said earlier, that that a lot of managing partners are interested in is how to keep their case pipeline full. And what that means to me is how do you go and get new clients? So what, what are some different ways that you use to get new clients? Well, you know, I, when I started practicing, Yellow Pages was the only way to go. Uh, I mean, you could radio advertise, and there were a few lawyers doing television advertising back then for personal injury cases. But other than that, Yellow Pages was it. And so as we developed the, the internet and uh, marketing on the internet, I was lucky in that I grabbed up a URL pretty early on. Uh, it's over 20 years old now. And so I've got an extremely old URL. And really for an SEO purposes, that helps considerably. So a lot of my traffic actually comes organically. Uh, I show up on the first page on most Google searches. The interesting thing about SEO and law is there's not a lot that changes. Uh, I had a list of keywords that I got about, I don't know, 17, 18 years ago. And those keywords are just as valid today as they were, you know, 15, 16, 17 years ago for lawyers. People are going to search, you know, Memphis divorce attorney or Nashville divorce attorney from, you know, that they were searching that 20 years ago. They're going to continue to search it when they're looking for a lawyer. So those things don't really change in the law. I do my own website. I've got Wix is my is the platform I use or the, the company that I use to host my website. Uh, I did it myself and 
I've had a website for over 20 years now. And so that uh, that's how I get most of my traffic. Google Places or Google My Business actually is what yep. it's called now. That brings in a ton of business. Uh, my office in Memphis is in an area called Cordova. There are not a lot of lawyers that do domestic work in Cordova. So I usually pop up if anybody in that area Googles, uh, you know, Memphis divorce attorney or divorce attorney near me, my profile right. pops up on Google My Business. So that's a big way that I'm getting clients. Now, the new thing and the most interesting thing is uh, TikTok. And uh, you may be surprised by this, but I got on TikTok about six months ago, seven months ago, and I've got about a half a million followers on TikTok. <laughs> and I get a tremendous amount of calls and a good bit of business from TikTok. And uh, it's really fascinating to me. And I'll, I'll give you the background if you want me to on how that got Absolutely. Well, I love here, it. All right. Here's the deal. Around Christmas, um, I took my family down to uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And we spent Christmas down there. And we went to Congaree National Park, which is about an hour and a half from there. And on our way there, I was listening to a podcast called Business Wars. And they were talking about TikTok and Instagram and the, you know, all the different social media platforms. And my son, who was 23 at the time, popped up and said, Hey, Dad, you know, there's some lawyers that I see on TikTok. And so I kind of stuck that in the back of my mind. When we got back to Memphis, uh, I started looking, you know, just to see what was out there. And sure enough, there were some lawyers lawyers on there that were getting some pretty good traffic. Started reading a few articles. I went on and, and signed up for TikTok and started looking at some of those lawyers that were on TikTok. And then about three weeks later, actually on February 1st, I started a little campaign with TikTok. And uh, what I did was I started putting four videos up a day, all of them at night, about an hour apart. And it just, it blew up. And uh, over the next seven months, I, I continued to grow and, and I've got about a half a million followers now, which is pretty good on TikTok. I mean, there's some people that have, you know, four or five million, but, you know, it just, it seemed to work and seemed to click. And I'll usually, when I come in in the morning in the office, I'll usually knock out about uh, two or three uh, TikToks. And then my son usually edits them and uh, I'll put them up at night and they get a lot of views. I mean, I, there's not a single one. I don't think that's had less than 10,000 views. So that's, that's been my way I've marketed here recently. Uh, and I've gotten a lot of business from that. So just a little social media platform that most people don't even think about in, in terms of marketing their law firm, but it's worked for me. So uh, just something to think about. That's incredible. Good for you. Now, now, I, okay, TikTok. You know, people think TikTok, you have to dance and do these silly kit, skits. You're, I'm guessing you're you're not dancing as much no. as... No. <laughs> I, I would have negative 500,000 followers. I don't know. I, I may want to see that, but... Yeah, so what what is your take on TikTok? How do you go about... Like, what's, what's your formula? Well, you know, I just... Uh, I, I tell a story, and I usually start it off with a little catchphrase. Uh, like, one of them would be... Uh, my favorite one that I ever did was I, I started off and I said, Big Booty Cutie. And then I paused for a second. I said, that's the, <laughs> that's the email address of my client that the judge heard during the divorce trial. All right. Well, when you hear that, you know, if you're listening to TikTok and that comes up, it catches you and you're going to sit there and listen to it for, you know, at least 15, 20 seconds. And when that happens, the algorithm, as I understand it with TikTok, is that the longer people view your video, the more people that will send it out to. And so yeah. if you can do that on TikTok, if you can give something interesting, uh, you know, child support seems to be a big hot button issue on TikTok. I think a lot of, a lot of people either hate or love child support. And 
so I can tell child support stories, child support horror stories, as I call them. And that seems to get a lot of traction. But, hmm. you know, that's the key to it, just to, to tell a story and to start off with something that catches uh, people's attention and will keep them on there for at least 15 seconds. And just about every one of my TikToks are exactly one minute in length. I don't like to go over that and it's hard to stay under that. So uh, so a minute, yeah. it seems to be the sweet spot for me. It's, it's worked out really well. That is great. All right. So I, I want to check it out. I want to check out your TikTok. How, how do All I right. find you by your name? I think so. I think um, if you just put in hashtag Lindley Richter, I think you'll, uh, you'll come up on there. You can actually put that in Google as well. And that's yeah. another thing. I, I'm not sure the correlation between TikTok and Google and you know, the SEO on that. I've got a link to the TikToks on my website. And I think there's a lot of back and forth. I think a lot of people on TikTok will will log onto my website. Uh, and so that drives a lot of traffic to the website and possibly vice versa. I don't know. But uh, I don't know if that's in, increased my ranking in Google or not. But uh, it's something to think about anyway. Well, good for you. You know, a lot of people think that uh, TikTok, Instagram, these social media platforms, it's, they, they just kind of blow it off, right? And yeah, you know, like I was joking around before about TikTok with the dancing and the music, and that's kind of how it started with the kids. But it's aging up just like all of these platforms, right? Facebook started off just for Harvard undergrads that were in Harvard at the time. And it's aged up, you know, it's gone to different colleges around the world and it's aged up. Instagram, the same thing right? So the demographics get older over time, especially as these kids grow a little bit older, they have kids, grandparents want to see pictures of the kids. TikTok is the same way. You know, I want to, I want to share something with you and the audience. So if you're listening, I'll explain what's going on, but this is someone that I follow on Instagram. The handle is law by Mike. Look at how many followers, 517,000 followers. That is incredibly impressive. So there's a lot of attention that can be had if you play the social media game. And Lindley, it sounds like you're doing something right. So good for you. That's impressive. Right. Law by Mike also is on TikTok, and I think he has somewhere around five million followers on TikTok. Is that um, right? Wow. One other, one other real interesting story. You know, a lot of people see me on TikTok, but they don't want to admit that they're actually on TikTok. So a lot of lawyers will say things like, "Hey, my my daughter saw you on TikTok the other day and showed me." And so I get a lot of that. But I had a judge one time in court. I'd finished my case, and she said, uh, "Mr. Richter, I really enjoy your TikToks." <laughs> And uh, it was an actual judge that was watching TikTok. So That's great. You never know. There are a lot of people out there that are that are watching TikTok, and I think it's becoming a, a more serious platform. So yeah, uh, something to take into consideration. It's it's bound to happen. So yeah. well done there. Well, that's awesome. Now now when someone sees a TikTok or some other way they find you, they, they become you know a prospective client. They either call or there's a contact us form. There's usually some period of time until they become a client or or you never hear from them again. What are some tools that you use and some techniques that you use to nurture these prospective clients? That's my big problem. And that's where I need to, to improve because I really don't have a system in place for that. And client intake from internet, things like that, that's the toughest thing that I have going right now. That's my pain point, so to speak. And that's where I really need to work on things because, you know, I'm old fashioned. Again, I started when the yellow pages were around. So people would call up and, you know, we knew that they came in from the yellow pages or were a referral from another uh, client. And so, you know, we would call them back and talk to them and that was it. Well, now you've got 
social media platforms. You've got people sending you uh, emails through your website and things like that. And I really don't, to be honest with you, have a good intake system. Uh, I know there's some out there. And the problem I've got is that I do just about everything. I'm the marketing guy. I'm the accounting guy. I'm the comptroller. I'm the, yeah. you know, and then every once in a while I get to practice a little law uh, is what I, what I jokingly tell people. So it, it's hard when you wear all those hats to be able to take the time and the energy to uh, to concentrate on on things like that. And so I end up missing stuff like that. I've got TikTok down, but uh, some of the other platforms and some of the other ways to to get and keep clients, uh, I'm, I'm somewhat lacking in. So that's where my problems are right there. Yeah, I'm with you, especially with all these different channels. Actually, we have another comment from Eric Thomas. I agree. It is tough to get back in touch with prospective clients quick without a good system. And you know, even if it's just a spreadsheet or a piece of paper, I mean, just something, right? But uh, there's so many different channels for prospective clients to come in these days. Yeah, website, Google, Google My Business, phone calls, uh, TikTok, Instagram, you name it. Like, it, it can be overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, it really can. Awesome. Well, so you just opened a, a second office and uh, you're going to be building that out. What's the next couple of steps for you? What are your growth plans? You know, I, I'm going to have to add another lawyer or two to help out. So that's, uh, I think that's number one and, and probably additional staff as well, uh, especially with in the, in the Memphis office, I mean, in the Nashville office, Middle Tennessee office, I've got a great, uh, paralegal in the Memphis office who's been with me for about 13, 14 years. And she's been in the business for about 30 years. And that's, that's so valuable to have that, but you know, it's, it's hard to find people to work nowadays. And, uh, especially in this area of the country, there are probably uh, two jobs for, for every one person that's applying. So it's hard to, uh, hard to get people to work. So, uh, that's a, that's an issue, but I'll probably be adding an attorney or two in the next, uh, next year, uh, and just try to grow the practice in this middle Tennessee area and continue in the, in the West Tennessee area. Nice. So nice. That's my that's my plans. Yeah, we, we hear the same thing from a lot of other managing partners. It's it's difficult to find the quality folks that they're looking for. It seems to be a, a consistent thing. But then again, it's it's one of those things where you may not want to limit your own firm's potential. You need to press forward and, and find a way to, to to get those quality folks to come in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, the next question I like to ask is what's one thing that's worked especially well for your marketing? I think you've answered that. Uh, with, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Between TikTok and Google, sounds like you're playing the Google game with which is incredible. Good for you. Uh, but what about something that's not working quite as well or in the past hasn't and maybe something you dropped, like you mentioned the yellow pages, something kind of like that along those lines? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, Facebook, I haven't really spent a lot of time concentrating on Facebook, but I think there's a, a big market there, a big outlet there for marketing uh, for law firms. And I guess about 10 or 12 years ago, I had a partner and we, we hired a social media person to come in and start a social media campaign. And this was early on. I mean, this was when, you know, Facebook was still relatively young. And I think, I don't even think they had gone public yet. So uh, we actually started a little campaign with that. We really didn't understand much about what was happening. And then we backed off of that. And then, you know, I just never really picked it back up as far as Facebook goes, but I think I could probably um, spend a little bit more time concentrating on things like Facebook, Instagram, some of those platforms yeah. that historically have not been 
big platforms for lawyers, but I think have over the last few years have become bigger and more important. Uh, I agree. Yeah, um, definitely. And Facebook owns Instagram, so it's very easy to cross posts and things like that. Another comment, getting a lot of comments here. People like you. I knew TikTok was important in branding, but thank you for correcting the myths most people have about branding, utilizing that social media platform. That's from Keith Robinson on Facebook. Thanks, Keith. Yeah, I agree. That's great. Definitely. Uh, thank you for uh, for sharing that. I, I think that's really important to for everyone who's listening or watching to to kind of take in is that you can utilize these new platforms, even though everybody thinks, you know, it's just for kids or whatever. Like it's these are aging. These platforms are aging up. The population is aging up. There's an opportunity there if you make the investment. And you said like back to TikTok, you you make one minute TikToks and you make several a day. Yep. I'm guessing at this point, you're not to put too much time into these right so maybe what 20 minutes a day you're putting into making tiktoks or is it more than that no it's probably it's probably 10 to 15 minutes is about it and again my son edits them so you know whatever time he spends but he's got it down to where it doesn't take him but five minutes i think the the most time is getting the file from from me to him and then yeah. back to me again so i can post it so uh, it's pretty easy you know I, i've been doing this long enough to where i can come up with subject matter pretty quickly and plus i get a lot of calls during the day uh, and that's that's good fodder for subject matter on, on TikTok <laughs> as well. Uh, it's been fairly easy to come up with content, especially just little one minute, you know, videos. And another thing is I will also put those on um, YouTube. So uh, even though they're just a minute long, I, I put those on YouTube. Yep. And so, you know, they it kind of uh, populates my YouTube channel, which I don't really concentrate on that much. I think I've got maybe three or 400 followers, something like that, or subscribers on YouTube. I get that terminology mixed up. Followers okay. on TikTok, subscribers on YouTube. YouTube, so yeah, yeah. and friends yeah. on Facebook, I guess something like yeah. that. Yeah, subs, subs, right? You're yeah. you're worried about subs on YouTube. <laughs> okay. No, it, it, that's great. Yeah, you might as well repurpose. We, we do that a lot here. Um, you yep. know, you mentioned how quick you can kind of like bang out some of these TikToks. And uh, I, I find it the same with, with our podcast. So th this is the Managing Partners podcast. Kevin and I have a second podcast that we've been doing for about two and a half years called Journey to $100 million, where we talk about growing the agency with the goal of hitting $100 million by 2030. And all the things that we're learning, is, it's a passion project for us. But these are short, right? Like, like not one minute, but about five minute long episodes, but it's just everything that's happening here. And it's like in real time, kind of like you say, like you get a phone call and that's fodder for the next day's TikToks. With us, it's, I may do an episode about how I interviewed you and how you're doing TikTok and we need to embrace that, right? So just as things happen during the course of your day, things that you know managing partners may feel like it's just routine, no big deal. The rest of the world doesn't know these things and you're telling a story. So I really like the approach that you've taken there. Thanks, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if, if someone would like to pick your brain about how they can start their own TikTok or what you're doing to be successful, and family law in Tennessee, what is a good way for them to reach out to you? LindleyRichter at gmail.com is the best way to reach me. Or you could reach me through my website, which is rivercitylaw.com, yep. uh, either one of those. And I think there's a contact form on the River City Law website. Google My Business would be another way. So, but I, I think the best way is probably through email. 
through lindleyrichter at gmail.com. And that's the best way to, to, I think, reach out and talk to me that if was, you have any questions. That was that was a lot of fun. I appreciate it, Lindley. Thanks so sure. much. All right, everybody. If you would like to watch or listen to other podcast episodes like this, this is the first one I think that we've talked about TikTok, but there is a lot of other really good information in the 100 plus backlog of episodes that we have now of interviewing managing partners. You can check out that full library at arraylaw.com slash podcast. And if you are looking for a digital marketing agency that will take care of your law firm, please consider my agency, Array Digital. We are at arraylaw.com and we will take care of your website, SEO, social media, and online advertising. All right, Lindley, appreciate it so much. Thank you. I enjoyed it, Eric. Take care. Likewise.